does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Coming up, we're going to talk some ball. It's like a ball night. We're talking football and basketball. Lynn Clark will join us talking about Notre Dame and their win. Also, later on this hour, we'll talk a little bit of Pacer basketball, Indiana State football. Right now, though, the man who's got all the scores, everything, every bit of information you could possibly want and need on a Friday night, the star of our show, it's Network Indiana's Ryan Soul. Thank you, Coach. Let's get things started out in and out at Syracuse where the Notre Dame Fighting Irish took a 17-point victory from the Syracuse Orange. 41-24, Drew Pine 9-19 under center, 116 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Notre Dame, though, gets it done on the ground. 246 yards on the day. Estime leads the way with 20 carries for a buck twenty-two or buck twenty-three. Two touchdowns. Logan Diggs gets in on the scoring action. He had 20 for 85. He also had a touchdown. Notre Dame now five and three, one win away from bowl eligibility. Elsewhere in college football around the Hoosier State, Purdue and Indiana with the day off. Butler in action against Moorhead State. They took a 42 to 7 lead. To the locker room, they finish it up 56-20 over Moorhead State. Valparaiso, the Beacons, fall to the Flyers of Dayton by a touchdown, 31-24. South Dakota State, too much for the Sycamores to handle up in Terre Haute. They're now 1-7 after a 49-7 defeat. Indiana Wesleyan gets it done, 22-6 over Siena Heights. Indiana Wesleyan now 7-1 on the year. UND 42, Missouri S&T 16, 6-1, looking to go to 7-1 as the postseason approaches in Division Two, In the NBA this evening, the Pacers out in Brooklyn on the second night of a back-to-back. Things were close when Halliburton hit a three in the third quarter. 77-76, 7.39, left third quarter. Brooklyn with it right to left. They're in front by one. Lob to the right wing. Irving there against Heald. He got the step on the baseline but couldn't finish. The rebound volleyballed. And it comes to the near sideline where Heald grabs it, drives into the lane to the far corner for a catch-and-shoot three. And Halliburton is unconscious. He's just knocked down his sixth three of the night. Tyrese Halliburton joined in on the fun, but the leader tonight was Ben Matherin. He capped off his 32-point effort and put the Nets away in the fourth. Foul shots here. Durant making a 10-point game with 82 seconds to go. Halliburton has it. Right sideline on the catch. Matherin back to the top. We're down to 75 seconds to play. Halliburton hoists up a three. Sailing through the lane to grab the rebound is Jackson. He feeds the ball to the left of the lane where the rookie grabs it. And Matherin stalking his way to the hoop. Slams it with two hands. The Indiana lead is 12 with one minute to go. Pacers pick up their third win of the season, 125-116, the final there. Down in Bloomington, IU, 78-42 exhibition winners over Marion. Butler picks up a 10-point exhibition win over Tiffin. ECHL action tonight, the Indy Fuel over the Reading Royals, 3-1. Fort Wayne falls to the Savannah Ghost Pirates, 4-3. World Series check-in, the Astros with another 5-0 lead over the Phillies. That one in the top of the six, we all know what happened last night. 
with the same score. Moving on to tomorrow afternoon, the Indianapolis Colts welcome in the Washington Commanders, and there'll be a new face under center for the Indianapolis Colts. Star running back Jonathan Taylor talks about Sam Ellinger's first start. Sam, you know, he's pretty used to, to doing some of those RPO things, so that, that timing is really good. But definitely still contain, continuing to stay on top of some of, you know, the things that we run, our schemes that we run. But like I said, he's been preparing like a pro since he's been here. So it's very minuscule, you know, the kind of things that, that may not, you know, hit, you know, may misfire. It's very minuscule because he's been preparing so well. So nothing that practice can't clean up, and, and that's what we're here to do throughout this week. Colts trailing the Titans by one game in the AFC South, really a game and a half at the moment. The Titans will start Malik Hooker, the backup quarterback, tomorrow afternoon. Elsewhere in college football around the country, we go to the national stage here. Kentucky trailing Tennessee 37-6. Arizona falling to USC 38-29. Michigan with a short lead over Michigan State 19-7. Ole Miss, 17-14 leaders over Texas A&M. Number 21, North Carolina, down 17-14 to Pittsburgh, but they're under review for a muffed punt that was recovered near the Pittsburgh goal line. That one early in the third. Earlier this afternoon, Ohio State defeats Penn State 44-31. TCU all over West Virginia, 41-31, and Oregon gets the win over California, 42-24. For Network Indiana, I'm Ryan Soule. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, IHSAA Soccer Championships at the Mike Carroll Stadium and on, on the campus of IUPUI. Kurt Darling from the IHSA Champions Network joins me. Kurt, thank you so much for the call. You had the 3A matchup between Noblesville and Carmel. Noblesville wins this one one nothing. You had the 1A with Park Tudor and Canterbury. PT 3-0 winners over Canterbury. You had some great defensive matchups this afternoon. Yeah, you said it, Coach. And uh, just to kind of put it in perspective, as far as defense is concerned for the 3A state title game, we'll start with that. Noblesville, they only gave up 50 goals all season, or 50 shots all season long. So that is a huge, that is a very low amount of shots that they've given up all season long coming into the contest. So um, Noblesville, the number one team in the state, but also the number one team in the country coming into this state championship game, taking on Carmel, who is also the number three team in the state, taking also the number three team in the nation. So this was a very big matchup in terms of high school soccer coming into this one. But, Coach, it was a basically a defensive stalemate wow. for the first 37 minutes of this match. But then Noblesville was finally able to break the stalemate with Ava Bramlett. She's going to Ohio State next year. She had a big goal in the third minute of the first half to make it one nothing, and then that would basically be it. Noblesville, they outshot Carmel today 25-6, to and Mike Brady is able to get his third state championship in four years for Carmel. Meanwhile, rather for Noblesville, but Carmel, on the other hand, they had a they, – they lost to Noblesville earlier this year, and unfortunately they lose it to them again. But bottom line is this. It was an excellent match between these two powerhouses in soccer. So it's hats off to both of them. But Noblesville, they also win. But also the boys won earlier today as well. So they are Noblesville is the first team 
in the IHSAA since 2017 when Evansville Memorial won both the girls and the boys state finals in one mm-hmm. year. So hats off to a very good weekend so far here for Noblesville. Wow. All right, in the uh, 1A, you had a good, solid matchup, Park Tudor and Fort Wayne Canterbury, a couple of powerhouses there. And again, defensive struggle in some respects. Park Tudor shuts out Canterbury 3 nothing. Yeah, that's right. It was actually scoreless going into halftime. Both of these teams just really kind of having a hard time feeling each other out. Now, when these teams first met in during the regular season back in September, Park Tudor was a 6-0 winner over Canterbury. So these two teams were familiar with each other coming into this one. But Canterbury really changed up their defensive strategy. They had seven players back on defense basically the entire first half. It almost seemed like they were playing towards penalty kicks at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. But that they would tr- they would eventually turn up the offensive pressure a little bit but of course that opened things up for Park Tudor in the second half things get going on the scoring wise for a Katie Her who would end up being the wins mental attitude award winner for class 1A she got the go ahead goal just after the start of the second half and then also Gretchen Farley would add one as well and Lizzie Miller would add one too so that would end up making it a 3-0 victory for Park Tudor but some interesting things here about Gretchen Farley in particular She finished fifth today in the cross-country state finals out in Terre Haute, made the drive back to Indianapolis to play in a state championship game for Park Tudor. So she competed in two state championships in one day. I don't know of many athletes who can say that they've done that. And she caps off a fifth-place finish in cross-country, gets a state championship for Park Tudor. So that was definitely a great matchup there for them. But but John Simmons, the head coach of Park Tudor, gets his second championship in four years. And uh, Park Tudor, they've really proven to be a powerhouse in 1A. And they're going to try and petition to go back to 2A next year. So we'll see how that plays out. Right. All right, so who won the 2A championship? Uh, the 2A championship, uh, that uh, was actually Evansville Memorial. Yeah, they, they uh, beat out, they beat Leo in the state championship. Okay. So you right. had, that was for the girls. So Memorial, and then, of course, Park Tudor and Noblesville getting it all for the girls here this week. What a day. I'm still trying to visualize a young lady running in the state championship for cross country over in Terre Haute finishing, jumping in a car, driving to Indy, and playing for a soccer championship. I think that's fantastic. That is that is a great, great story. Uh, and, and, and you know what? That's why, that's why I love high school sports as much as I do. Those kinds of stories. You don't get them every day, and, and you ought to be happy about it. You had a long day, Kurt Darling. Thank you so much for calling me. The uh, girls' finals in uh, soccer. Who won the boys? You mentioned Nobles are winning on the boys' side. Who won on the boys' side today? Um, as far as I can remember, um, Noblesville, they beat for Columbus North today in the boys' 3A state championship. And then Brabuff, I believe, was able to knock off their opponent in Class 2A. Okay. And then I can't quite remember who won the 1A state championship. Actually, no, it was Park Tudor. So Park Tudor and Noblesville right. getting state championships for boys and right. girls this week. Colts and Commanders tomorrow will start things out in the NFL here at the 10-15 mark. We talked about Sam Ellinger making his first career start, but there'll be another familiar face, or rather a familiar face back onto the field. All-pro linebacker Shaq Leonard is returning. Here's what he has to say about his health. 
I, I, I would say no, but sometimes, you know, you're, you're a competitor, you know, you and especially being in the shoes where I'm at, you know, I haven't touched the field. I mean, I played, what, 13 snaps all year. I want to be out there. I want to be out there, and, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to be out there. And so sometimes, you know, it might be, you know, body hurting, but I still want to go, and the coaches see that, and, you know, they got to protect me from me. So, you know, I just stand behind their decision, and hopefully this week be ready to rock and roll. Colts and Commanders 425 from Lucas Oil Stadium tomorrow. Butler. 20 or excuse me 56 to 20 winners over at Moorhead State. Indiana Wesleyan picks up a victory as well as UND in Division 2. NCAA basketball exhibition action IU 78 Marion 42. Freshman Jalen Hood Shafino 11 points for the Hoosiers in the starting lineup. Butler 10 point winners over Tiffin. Eric Hunter Jr. led the way for the Bulldogs 17 points. We just told you about the Pacers 125 116 winners over the next. The young core getting it done. Halliburton with 26. Matherin leads the way with 32. Still going on out in Houston. They've moved into the seventh now. Five, nothing. The Phillies still trailing the Astros. Houston, nine outs away from evening up the series at a game apiece. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Ryan Soule. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven, the number two, savelives.org. Notre Dame, impressive win over number 16, Syracuse today, 41-24, the final from Irish Illustrated. Dr. Lynn Clark joins us. Lynn, this was an impressive win for the Irish this afternoon. Another win on the road, Bob, over the 16th-ranked Orange. But before the game, we got win that uh, Syracuse quarterback, Eric Schrader, was not 100%. He did not look 100%. Actually taken out in the first half, his first play from scrimmage, a pick six by Brandon Jokes as that really set the tone Irish that afternoon going mm-hmm, on to win mm-hmm. forty one to twenty four. But Notre Dame did it with the running game. They are struggling with the pass game. Drew Pine, nine of nineteen, hundred and sixteen yards, a touchdown, but he also threw an interception. So mm-hmm. if you have to grade the Irish out, the running game very good. Audric estimate twenty carries, hundred and twenty three yards, two touchdowns in addition to a touchdown by Logan Diggs, but Notre Dame needs to get that passing game going if they're going to be head-to-head with Clemson right. next week at Notre Dame Stadium. Estime is uh, the beneficiary of a dominating offensive line. I mean, Lynn, Notre Dame just manhandled Syracuse up front this afternoon. Estime did not see action late in the game against UNLV because he was uh, prone to fumbleitis, but the coaching staff believed in him, and they gave him the ball right off the first uh, in the first series. Right, and he said that you know that it was the confidence and the trust in him that really propelled him in the game. And of course, with that offensive line opening up big holes, that big difference. Notre Dame able to control a game if they can run the ball, and that's what they did against Syracuse. Syracuse was just taken out of their element today. That pick six had a lot to do with it. Their quarterback not a hundred percent, but then it was just the Notre Dame defense wearing them down and. Notre Dame's defense only allowed 61 rushing yards by the Orange, and so they relied on the arm of uh, Garrett Schrader mm-hmm. in the first half and then Carlos Del Rio Wilson, who came in and did a heck of a job. He passed for 190 yards and a touchdown, but also threw an interception. That was the backbreaker, that interception on a tip pass uh, by, Mark, right. uh, by Maris Leopold right. that was really the, the backbreaker in the game for Notre Dame and Syracuse. Well, they control the line of scrimmage, and they did something uh, today that they haven't necessarily done to this point on a consistent basis is they created turnovers. I mean, three uh, Syracuse turnovers are big. They're huge in a game like this. 
and, you know, takeaways have been the theme all fall long. And Al Golan says, we need to do that. And that was one of the keys to come in is to get a couple of takeaways. And they did. But another thing that Notre Dame is doing, their special teams are playing above and beyond. Another blocked punt. So Notre Dame has had three blocked punts in the past two right. games. And so that's a difference maker. And when the, when the opposition started to break down the fighting hours, they're going to have to combat for that. But right now, there, there's still a lot of work to be done for a game next at home against Clemson. Clemson comes in undefeated, but this is a big boost. These two games, Syracuse and Clemson, were really the measuring stick for the Irish program this year. Right now, Notre Dame at 5-3, and three, and they would sure like to walk out of Notre Dame Stadium next week with a record of 6-3. Well, they passed the test today. I, I was impressed. I, I sat there and watched it, was impressed, uh, liked how they dominated the point of attack. Uh, you love how aggressive they were. Uh, in, in terms of just running the ball. Uh, and you, you love you know Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator, I don't think he had too many decisions he had to make in terms of what to do. Just hand the ball to Estime and let the offensive line clear some space and watch the guy run. It's a pretty simple game plan that worked to perfection. And they've got a great stable of running backs with Estime and Logan Diggs and Chris Tyree. So you've got the one-two punch and then the third one if they right. need it. And so this kind of reminded me of the old days when Jerome Bettis was playing at Notre Dame. Just hand the ball off to Bettis and get six yards <laughs> to carry and move the ball right. up and down the field and keep it low scoring. But right now in the postgame, Marcus Freeman said, this is our identity right now. We are a ball-running team. And Notre Dame is going to have to do that effectively next week. But more importantly – Bob, this week they're really going to have to work on the passing game. Though they did get a couple of wide receivers involved besides Michael Mayer, uh, Deion Colsey with a big night, three catches, 44 yards, and a touchdown. So that is uh, some positives, but I think they're really going to have to get Steve Angeli up to speed in terms of running the Notre Dame offense in case the Drew Pine goes down. And there was a little bit scared today when Pine was sacked and he kind of got up gingerly, but – uh, they just mm-hmm. need to get the, the passing game to get it, uh, to get it to the level of the running game to really have a complete ball club uh, in, in terms of uh, running that offense. Yeah, when you play Clemson, you really do need to bring no no pun intended. You need to bring your A game here. You really do, and you need to have a balanced attack offensively, defensively, pass, rush, those kinds of things, to play one of the best teams in the country. And uh, th- that will clearly be a challenge for him next week. It's going to be a very interesting week. So Marcus Freeman said, you know, execute on every play. Now it's time for Notre Dame to dominate on every play. And I, I-, I think right. next week being at home, a night game with a crowd at Notre Dame Stadium, Clemson is bound, you know, they're, they're liable to get knocked off by a fighting Irish club that if they play the way they did today with running the football right. and controlling the game, if Notre Dame can do that against Clemson, they'll control the game and win this ballgame. It's a very impressive, uh, very impressive day. All right, talk to me about basketball. We're going to be starting soon, are we not? Well, we had a chance to talk with Mike Bray with Media Day last week, and he's very excited. They lose Blake Wesley. A one and done, the South Bend oh. Natives off to the pros, but they bring in a guy named J.J. Starling, who is probably in the same mold as Blake Wesley. Here's a guy who might be at for one year and, and to the pros, but Mike's very excited. He's got a, a very veteran ball club with Dane Goodman and Nate Lashevsky coming back. And look for Notre Dame to uh, kind of be impressive this year. Mike likes a team playing old, and then you've got these young guys who play above and beyond. So 
listen to right. the name of J.J. Right. Starling to go along with that veteran group by the Fighting Irish. Say if there's He's one the man. They, they, Doc, could, they, could, they could use a big well, guy. That's the one thing they would need. You know, right? They need to get to. Right. They really need a big guy right now. Well, uh, Mike, uh, Mike will be able to figure this out. He, it's amazing to me how he's able to adapt each year with, with the guys he has and go out there and play in the toughest league in the country and and win basketball games. Lynn Clark, Irish 101. Excuse me, Irish Illustrated. Lynn, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You know that. And have a great weekend. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. Basketball season, right, you know, this time of year. Uh, I know we're talking a lot of football, but you just start turning your attention to, to having the best time of the year. When you get a chance to have the World Series, high school football, college football, NFL, um, you know, basketball it's 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 all good speaking of basketball later on tonight we'll talk with Kristen Airy voice of the Indiana Pacers Pacers uh, win in uh, they beat the Nets tonight beat them beat them around so they're in this uh, road trip uh, and uh, play Brooklyn and uh, tonight and so um, we'll get with Chris later on uh, and talk about basketball. Also, later on tonight, Mr. Paul Condry and I will have our customary Saturday night review of high school football. Last night, uh, sectional semifinals around the state. Some uh, some surprises, no question, uh, but a, a good good night and some great football setting up for now the championships in the sectionals this coming Friday. So Paul and I will talk about those issues and matters of high school football and others. And also, we're going to continue to talk about the Colts and the Commanders. Lucas Oil Stadium tomorrow afternoon, a 1 o'clock start. Sam Ellinger, the the quarterback, that's a pretty well-chronicled, much-discussed situation. That bombshell dropped earlier in the week, and so – there's that. Uh, a couple of young quarterbacks will be playing in this game. So um, you always have to pay attention to it. Sunday wouldn't be Sunday without great Colts action. So you can catch that on, again, many of these same stations around the state for your uh, Colts matchup with Washington. Um, and we encourage all of you, again, join us this coming Friday for sectional championships around the state and High school football. Scoreboard update with Ryan Soul. We'll come back and talk some ball of some kind on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. College football this afternoon in the state of Indiana. Over to Syracuse, though, where the Notre Dame Fighting Irish took in a 4-3 and three record. They got it done on the ground. 56 carries, 246 yards. 20 apiece for Estime and Diggs. Two touchdowns for Adrik Estime on 123 yards. 85 yards and a touchdown for Logan Diggs. Drew Pine got it done under center for a buck 16 and a touchdown. 41-24 the final there. Elsewhere in college football this evening, Michigan State trailing Michigan 29-7 at the Big House. Tennessee is for real all over Kentucky 44-6 late in the fourth quarter. Pittsburgh still holding a field goal lead over the North Carolina Tar Heels back into the state. 
Smaller college football in the state of Indiana this afternoon. Butler gets a 36-point win over Moorhead State. Dayton by 7 over Valparaiso. South Dakota State all over Indiana State, 49-7. UND 42-16 winners over Missouri S&T. The Pacers were on the hardwood in Brooklyn tonight. Ben Matherin had himself a night. I want to be out there. I want to be out there, and you know I'm going to do everything I can. Foul shots here. Durant making a 10-point game with 82 seconds to go. Halliburton has it. Right sideline on the catch. Matherin back to the top. We're down to 75 seconds to play. Halliburton hoists up a three. Sailing through the lane to grab the rebound is Jackson. He feeds the ball to the left of the lane where the rookie grabs it. And Matherin stalking his way to the hoop. Slams it with two hands. Pacers win 125-113. Welcome back. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Hey, Ryan Soul, let's talk Pacers. Uh, I know you kind of got squeezed by time there. Hey, uh, Ben Matherin, how many does he have tonight? 32 points, Coach. Career high for the rookie. <laughs> that backcourt is impressive. <laughs> That's a young and impressive backcourt. Uh, I mean, they're, it's a fun – look, they're young – they're going to play like a young team. They're going to play hard. Uh, they're fun to watch. They're going to get better. We'll talk with Kristen Eric a little bit later in this hour, but uh, that's an impressive. So the road road trip continues, right? Who do they play next time out? So the road trip does continue the next time out. They're back in Brooklyn on Halloween night, so a little back-to-back out there on the East Coast. Okay. Yikes. Outstanding. That's, that is out. That is tremendous. That was a nice clip too that that you ran. Matherin is just um, thirty two on the ninth. That's very impressive. All right, Ryan. So what else is going on? Uh, you got football. All this football. We're talking small college football. Um, as you pointed out, a tough day. One of those crazy days where IU and Purdue is off. You know, we don't. I don't recall us doing that very often. Where both of those teams are off on the same Saturday. Um, that's a little unique, quite frankly. Yeah, not a typical scheduling thing there. I don't know if that was done coincidentally by the Big Ten. I imagine it was, but no. it left no, it a little. No, coincidental. No, <laughs> no such thing as coincidental uh, in terms of scheduling. No, 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 no. Nope. You, 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 the easiest way to do scheduling: turn it into your computer gurus and, and give them the parameters around which you want to operate, and then. They'll crank out scenario after scenario, and you pick the one you like. That's how I did it uh, when I was in the Horizon League office. Yeah, you can sit there and try and do it yourself, drive yourself crazy, uh, because all the uh, algorithms and all that stuff, just plug it in, let them go, find the right guy, and then you're, you're off to the races. So um, pretty good uh, pretty good day. So we, we, we talked about the UND. Um Rose Holman and uh, with a, with another win today stays unbeaten in uh, HCAC play. It's getting down now to a time where conference championships are going to be decided, uh, not only in football but uh, and it's interesting to get that call from um, uh, Kurt Darling about the soccer championships. Uh, IHSAA fall sports are wrapping up. As you know, we're in the sectional championship round of high school football coming up on Friday night. You absolutely want to join us Friday night for our uh, sectional championship Friday show. It's a, it's fun. 
It's it's a uh, a great great night. Similarly, it's also a painful night. We all understand someone wins, someone loses, and um, your career comes to an end. And it's tough. There's no question about it. So join us. Uh, Paul Condry and I will talk about it later on tonight in terms of who's going to be playing whom. There were some, um, uh, not upsets, but some some surprises last night. Um, And it was... um, you know, a, a typical sectional semifinal Friday night. So join us as we uh, as we talk about that. And also, don't forget, many of these same stations around the state, Colts and the Commanders tomorrow. Plenty of storylines. You've heard them all week. You know what's going on. Uh, brand new quarterback. Both teams with young quarterbacks. Relatively untested uh, on both sides. And so you get plenty of uh, those dynamics at work tomorrow. Defensively, Shaquille uh, Leonard might be back. Uh, You're going to get Jonathan Taylor probably with more touches than he had a week ago. And so um, plenty of storylines going on in this. And Greg Regstraw joined us earlier tonight, brought up a great point, underscore this point, just so everybody can relax a little bit. They have 10 games left on their schedule. Okay, just – I know they've lost the tiebreaker. I got all that. But think about this, everyone. Ten games. That's a lot of games. That's a whole lot of games left. So that's a 1 o'clock start. Lucas Oil Stadium should be fun. Uh, Weather gets a little tricky tomorrow. So i got to get my work done before the rain rolls in, so to speak. So... That's that's all coming up. We appreciate you joining us. You know, Indiana Sports Talk is brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. Sign up today, help lives in the future. Anyone can sign up. No age limits, no health restrictions to sign up to be an organ donor. Every 10 minutes, someone is added to the donor transplant waiting list. More than a thousand one uh, more than a thousand Hoosiers are waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. And by signing up to be an organ and tissue donor. You can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. Once again, their website, driven, the number two, savelives.org. Go there. They do great work. They need your help. They need all of our help. So be a part of something very, very impressive and very, very necessary. Ryan Soul, join me one more time. So we've got, uh, listen, we've got, Colts and um, Commanders tomorrow, right? One o'clock. Give me your thoughts on this matchup. What, what do you What do you think? First, it'll be four twenty-five. Actually, they go with the later kick tomorrow at Lucas Oil oh, Stadium. Later. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, you um, can tell I I paid attention. It's okay. <laughs> it'll be an interesting game to say the least. You have Taylor Heineke for the Commanders, Sam Ellinger for the Colts, just like both teams drew it up coming into the season. I mean, you're going to see a lot of that. A lot of offensive plays open up for the Colts because not that the line's going to find some magic way to get completely better overnight, but you do have that option with Sam Ellinger as he can move a little bit more gracefully on his feet, to put it one way, instead of Matt Ryan back there. So you open up that quarterback run, he can roll out of the pocket. I mean, you look for Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce to see what they can do, create a little separation, Mm -hmm. and it'll really come down to see Mm -hmm. if Sam Ellinger can – make throws through a tight pocket or a tight space because that's what he's going to have to do and probably on the run rolling out most of the time. I think it's an intriguing game. 
I mean, because of the things you just laid out, you have two uh, young and relatively untested quarterbacks. Uh, it is um, it's hard. In the circumstances that Sam Ellinger is in right now, it's that's hard. That's difficult, and 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 I know people are optimistic. Uh, I hate to be the one to be realistic, but uh, coming in first time, uh, you've uh, taken a snap in the NFL for real, so to speak. You um, listen. You you have a, a job ahead of you, and so I would. Try to have everyone just kind of temper your reactions and your expectations because, um, you know, both teams are in the same circumstance. Uh, but I think the, the, the key for our, uh, the Colts is defensively, they've played well enough to win games. Uh, offensively, things have not gone their, their way. I think everybody understands that. And so it should be – that, that is a very interesting game. I think uh, it's compelling – uh, in terms of watching this game, if, if there's so much going on. I think you really you want to make sure you watch it. All right, Ryan Soul. So you've got this. You've got more college football to talk about on the national scene. How about the Ohio State matchup? Uh, I watched that uh, that game this afternoon. That thing was uh, was close, and, and suddenly Ohio State blows it out. Yeah, that one was looking like Penn State had all the momentum there. They actually took the lead. It was, I want to say, 26-21. I was watching it briefly earlier, maybe 24-21. Something on those lines late in that game, but then Ohio State, out of nowhere, really just put up 24 unanswered points and came from behind and, frankly, made the score look a lot worse than what the game really was between the two teams for the first 45 minutes. Yeah, so when does the uh, first play when, when do the playoff rankings or ratings or however they do this? When does that come out? I would have to check on that for you, coach. It is coming out here in the next few weeks. It comes out at the end of November. I know that. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Uh, well then good. That's outstanding. All right, you're going to hear Ryan Soul more. It's it's his show. I'm just happy to be a part of it coming up with a scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk. College football here on this Saturday in Indiana. We'll run through it one more time for you leading up to the top of the hour. Butler, big winners over Moorhead State. They led 42-7 to at half. We'll get you the final score coming up at 11 o'clock. South Dakota State all over the Sycamores of Indiana State. Dayton defeats Valpo in a thriller. Indiana Westland picks up win number seven over Siena Heights. Notre Dame 41-24 over Syracuse, moving to 5-3. and three. And UND gets a 42-16 win over over Missouri S&T. Indianapolis Colts, Washington Commanders, 425 from Lucas Oil Stadium tomorrow. Sam Ellinger making his debut. Shaq Leonard back on the defense, and the defensive captain had some things to say about the rookie making his first start. Sam is a great quarterback. I've been with Sam, I think, what, second or third year, seeing his leadership role, seeing the way he carries himself. We have so much confidence in Sam. Um, The way that he's, you know, he's the first one in the building. I come in. I work out, do my workout. I leave, go eat, shower, and everything, and he's still in the weight room. You know, he's always willing to learn, and, you know, he's always asking questions. That's one thing about Sam. You know, he's, his cup is never full. Like, he's always asking and always wanting to learn. And so, we just, I mean, we're looking forward to it, man. We, we're behind whoever behind there at center, and we're just ready, ready to rock and roll with whoever.
in ZCHL action here on this Saturday evening. The Indy Fuel pick up a win 3-1 over the Reading Royals. Fort Wayne falls in a close one to the Ghost Pirates of Savannah 4-3. Astros still leading the Phillies 5-1 in the top of the eighth. For Network Indiana, I'm Ryan Soule. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. What a weekend of football, and also what a weekend of basketball. Ryan Soule, can I bother you one more time? We had some exhibition games today, and so uh, in college basketball. Uh, next week, we'll, you'll start to see more. Uh, girls basketball in the IHSAA, you'll see this coming week too. So IU, Marion, what, what was that score? It was kind of a, as you would expect, the Hoosiers have no problem. And this, again, reminded everyone is an exhibition game. And so um, don't make more out of this than, than what it is. But that was like a 30-point win. Is that what it was? 78-42, to 42, so 36, Coach. Very impressive, uh, and you had uh, one of the new guys. The um, who, who was it? Was their leading scorer tonight? Who was that? So Race Thompson actually was the leading scorer with thirteen. Jalen Hood Shafino right. though had a nice night in the starting lineup with eleven points. The freshman. When do they get started? Do you know that schedule? So they or? will play St. Francis in one more tune-up game before the regular season starts a week from Monday on November seventh against Moorhead State. Outstanding, outstanding, and so Butler uh, with Tiffin. Tiffin's a Division two school out of Ohio. Um, Butler opens up. Uh, what was the final in that again? So Butler in a little bit of a tighter one. Tiffin put up a fight until the very end. They won seventy five sixty five. Okay, so uh, dogs with uh, brand new coach Thad Mata. Understandably, everybody's excited about that and. Um, uh, who? Anybody else in action tonight, uh, exhibition-wise? That was all for the Indian schools yeah. of major yeah, yeah, presence yeah. that I could yeah. find on record. Well, what you have, though, fans, you have to understand, so if you're in the NAIA, they're already playing the regular season. Um, that they, uh, Paul Condry, who you'll hear later on tonight talking about it, Paul Condry uh, did, the, uh, uh, did a game for Bethel College um, men's basketball today. And so um, I remember my NAI coaching days. We used to – I didn't want to open up as long, as uh, early as most teams. I, I kind of waited. And when I was coaching at Franklin, uh, institutionally we weren't allowed to get started before Thanksgiving, which I think is a great – it's a great rule. Uh, and so then, you know, we would squeeze in, and we were limited to playing 25 games. Uh, so – when my IUPUI days, you know, we played a lot of games, but, you know, the NAI allows you to get started uh, literally whenever you want. And so you'll see the NAI schools here in our state who are really, really good, by the way, uh, have will have already started. There were some great games uh, already this first weekend uh, in November. Uh, they'll have some great games too. And so – we're at that um, point of the year where uh, high school basketball has they've begun to practice. Uh, girls' regular season, there will be some games this coming weekend. Um, and boys' football obviously continues. Uh, college basketball, as you're, as you're mentioning, um, 
the um, Division One play, Division Two uh, have already gotten started with practice. Division Three, obviously, everybody practicing. Uh, their regular season start a little bit later uh, in November. So it's it's all coming up. It's it's clearly a fun time of year. All right, Ryan. So World Series, me. Tell me what's going on with the World Series. So the game started out a little similar to yesterday. The scoring took a little bit longer, but the Astros were up five nothing once again. Currently, it sits at five one in the eighth inning. Our friend Sam Fritz is not happy about this at all. He's just not happy, and we're sorry about that. All right, coming up, short break. We'll come back. More thoughts on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.